It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Swings it out to Sadiq Faye. Gets Benny Beaver caught. The Abdul Rahman at midcourt. Extra pass. And it goes for the win. The three-pointer by Jordan Poole. Here's the give. Walker. Kenny Walker. Touchdown. Smarty. Goff's got it. Back. Looks. Throws. And to yes. Caught. Touchdown to Craig Lyons. They did it. Armin Ross. They brought it to the receiving end. Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here. A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera. He's got two goals. Larkin in on goal. Scores! His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Good Thursday, Thursday morning to you. It is the 15th day of February 2024. We welcome you here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Ben Glaze, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you. Join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. Our Meyer Supercenter guest line, 866 838 4843. That's 866 838 4843. We're on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well. On BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Add a .com to that to find our website. XB Morning to gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And you find us all individually on Twitter. Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Gentlemen, good morning to uh, to both of you. Good morning. Uh, how are we this morning? All right. Uh, <laughs> a little out of breath. Uh, almost didn't make it in time. Uh, the Snow's really coming down here. Oh yeah, it's 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 yeah. starting here too. But it's okay. always it's always interesting. You guys seem to get obviously with the lake right there. Seem yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, everybody's driving like thirty to fifty on the expressway. So really, that bad, huh? Yeah, because they were talking about like six inches here. Oh okay. Yeah, in this area. So that's uh, that'll be really uh, really interesting to see what that looks like later on uh, later on this evening. Yeah get the road crew some time to get out there, which I don't really understand um, how, you know, I've, I've probably talked about this too much, to be honest with you, but like, you know, you pay less in Ohio state tax, but you have better services. How is that possible? Oh, really? Oh yeah. Oh, like the road, like the roads alone, just in the winter time. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's like varsity and JV. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it's, wow. it's completely, you hit that border and you know that, Hey, we're, it's like, yeah, roads are going to be salted. Things are going to be taken care of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it's really it's really a, a nice benefit. But I, I just never understood that with Michigan. Like, how how does that not, uh, you know, how does that not, how does that not work? Yeah, it just doesn't add up. I don't get it. I do not get it. Um, then we had yesterday, we had the uh, Kansas City Chiefs parade that 
uh, obviously ended in in tragedy as um, 22 people were ended up being shot. The preliminary reports had it at 10, uh, and somehow that that ended up being a 22. We had some uh, some civilians making a play on on one of the suspects. So I'll be uh, yeah, stay tuned to uh, to see or to hear more more about that. Uh, we have a really interesting story with uh, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, how about Isaiah Stewart? He was arrested for assault Wednesday for punching Drew Eubanks at the arena hours before the teams played. Now, Phoenix police said that Beef Stew was issued a citation and released. Stewart was already listed as out for the game because of a sprained left ankle. Eubanks had six points, eight rebounds, and 18 minutes in the 116-100 victory for Phoenix over our Pistons. But Eubanks said before the game that the altercation happened. He was coming into the arena. He said an argument started. They were chest to chest before Stewart threw the punch. Security intervened. Eubanks uh, said he was fine for the game. Police said he suffered a minor injury. The Sun said, quote, the attack on Drew Eubanks was unprovoked and acts of violence such as this are unacceptable. We unequivocally support Drew and will continue to work with local law enforcement in the NBA. Oh, my God. Thank you, Phoenix, for that powerful statement. Unequivocally, these acts of violence are unacceptable. That's not a problem. What happened earlier in the day is a problem. But Drew Eubanks, for running his mouth, getting hit, like, that's not a problem. Like, that's, I don't have any problem with that. And that's typical. Uh, of uh, of a one beef stew, right? Good. Like at least at least there's somebody in the league that still got it. That isn't just a hold me back guy. Because everybody else just wants to do that. Everybody else just wants to act tough and not do anything. We got the one good guy uh, that can actually throw a punch. And speaking of that that game last night, by the way, the NBA officiating. If you were mad at the players, that's one thing. The officiating in this league right now is so awful. Like, they call everything a foul. Everything. So between the Pistons game last night, I was watching a little bit of what was taking place between the Clippers and, wow, I'm having a, I'm having a brain fart. Who they even play last night? Why does it feel like it was so long ago? It was the Clippers and... Whoever they played last night. Golden State. Jeez, why can't I think of that? That game was so poorly officiated that that just just god-awful. God-awful. Like, not everything is a foul. Let it go. And then you look at what happened in the Pistons game with the ejection almost immediately of Devin Booker. Like, that is... That's... Atrocious all in itself. Nobody showed up to to go watch the Phoenix Suns and not see Devin Booker play. So we're going to get upset over the fact that the players don't play, but now we're going to get, you know, but we are going to get our star player to play, and then we're going to kick him out of the game for no big deal. Trust me. No big deal. Like, there was nothing wrong uh, with what, Devin Booker did. I have zero problem. Uh, none of that. None of. It's not like anything was super egregious because usually I, I'm on the side of like, hey, let's act like professionals. But th- there was uh, Devin Booker did nothing last night. 
And to do it in the first quarter, like that's just uh that's just crazy. All right, what else is going on in the sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories in the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. Huge news uh, last night. On the road, Michigan State travels to Happy Valley, picks up an eight-point victory, 80-72. to More on that game uh, coming up. The University of Detroit Mercy took down Yui Pui, IUPUI, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indiana. I didn't think they were still IUPUI. I thought they were just IU, like, they were some. They got, they got rid of something. Like, they were like Indiana, I don't know, something. But whatever, maybe I'm wrong. They ended a 27-game losing streak. How about Detroit Mercy? They had a one-man court storm last night. They're now 1-26, 1-15 in league play. Michigan's AD, uh, Jawan Howard, or Michigan's AD, Ward Manuel, is in support of Jawan Howard amid this 8-17 and season. Uh, Juwan and I have talked. Yes, we'll continue to have these conversations as the season goes through. I continue to support him and the effort to turn this around. There's no lack of effort from our student athletes and our coaches. It's a lack of execution at times. We have to be better. We know that. I'll continue to have conversations with him and continue to support him and our program. If you're a Michigan fan, does that make you feel good? Because just down the road, Chris Holtman was let go at Ohio State yesterday. The school announced this firing uh, yesterday and said associate head coach uh, Jake Diebler will serve as the Buckeyes' interim head coach for the rest of the season. Four years remaining on this deal and $14 million. The buyout is $12.8 million. Uh, they have a brand-new athletic director, and he said, no, worry, we are, we are done here. Uh, the Buckeyes lost for the ninth time in 11 games on Tuesday with a 62-54 loss against Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan AD Ward Manuel also said that Jim Harbaugh's exit will not impact the NCAA investigations. So he doesn't expect Harbaugh's departure to have a significant impact on these two open investigations. Their investigations are ongoing. I don't think that Harbaugh's departure will change any of their investigation. It just will continue to move forward, and we'll see where it goes uh, from there. We'll continue to work with them. We'll continue to support their efforts to investigate. How many times did I say investigate right there? All right, we got to step aside. We're back with more X's and Bros after this Michigan Sports Network. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth? Consistently refreshing and consistently light. You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Traverse City to the Glass City. GR to the Motor City. You're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and uh, worldwide. Officer Berto checking in. Morning, officer. Thank you for uh, thank you for dialing in. Ben's in GR. He's getting snowed in. We haven't gotten anything yet here. I'm more concerned about what's uh, what's supposed to come down tonight. You know, the fear mongering that the weather channels do. Like, oh, the apocalypse. Like, no, it's just snow. But it's that time of year, so that's what we expect. I don't expect 60 degrees in February. I do, however, expect, you know, 6 degrees. So it's nice that, um, you know, as of right now, nothing. But later on tonight is supposed to be a little fierce. All right, let's get into uh, the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, who jumped out to a first-half lead, 45-31. to 31. Uh, Penn State rallied a little bit in that second half, but just just not enough. Just not enough. Malik Hall uh, went insane last night with a 29-point double-double, finished with 29-10-3 on a purely efficient 10-of-13 shooting. Dude missed three shots. He was 8-of-8 eight eight from the uh, for the free-throw line, 1-of-1 one one from long range. Like, he plays like that. Now, luckily, his performance matched by A.J. Hogard. I'll get Ryan going. Is Ryan on the line right now? Yeah, he is. What are they going to do with that guy? A.J. Hogard, I, you need Isaiah Stewart to come maybe just slap him for <laughs> every game. Oh, that's a good day. Hey, hey, road win. Road wins, though. Like That's what we're looking for. You and... Yeah, few few to come by. That's their second one this season. They were one in five coming into road games. So, as much as you know, people can make fun of like, oh, that's a huge road win versus Penn State. It is. No, it is. MSU hasn't been doing it. It is right now. Every every game down the stretch because Michigan State finds themselves. Uh, in the uh, in the fifth seed right now for the Big Ten tournament, like every game matters. Uh, you know, Northwestern's right there at seventeen and seven. Michigan State at sixteen and nine overall. Northwestern's eight and five in conference play. The Spartans are eight and six. Right, like right now, you're playing for the buys in the Big Ten tournament. One hundred percent, yeah. And Wisconsin's on a free fall mode, and that fourth spot, it's like pretty much after Illinois and Purdue. Yeah. You can't trust any team in this Big Ten to string three wins together. I'm actually also very interested in what takes place when everybody goes on the road to the Big Ten tournament. Will somebody in this conference be able to win multiple games away from home in the same week? Like, astonishing. I know who it's not going to be. Ohio State. Well, yeah, them too. Yeah, they're not. Nope. That's that. Nope, 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 nope. They're done. Uh, they are cooked. Um, Michigan, we're out. Like somebody said, what you know? What do you think about the NIT? I said the NIT. It's over. Like this. This is we're done. There's no. Oh, plan. Now remember, remember the NIT this year. They're no long. They no longer have their stipulations of taking conference champions that didn't make it. So all the lower schools, all those mid-major tournament teams that don't win their conference tournament, they don't get auto bids anymore. So they want big name teams. 
Yeah, well, I would have to imagine that even if they did invite Michigan, would you have a winning percentage of 33%? I think you just shut it down for the year. I think. But I don't want to, I, I digress. I don't want to talk about that that team. It's, ugh, ugh. Right now we got a team that is at least, at least in the five seed with a legitimate shot, a legitimate chance here with that win 80-72 to 72 last night against Penn State. Here's the remaining schedule for Michigan State. The road game at Michigan on Saturday night, I feel like you could chalk that up as a W. Iowa at home, Ohio State at home. Let's see what they do under the Diebler Elves. On the road against Purdue, Northwestern at home, Indiana on the road. Three games at home, three games on, on the road. Final like home stretch of the season. March is right around the corner. Three more games in February to get out of. Like, balanced schedule here down the home stretch. You got to be feeling pretty good with the way that Wisconsin uh, has been a disaster that, hey, Michigan State's going to move into that top four and they're going to go double by in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I'd love to, but I've also watched this team all year and can't trust that. Remember the last time I was talking, like, hey, MSU has very winnable games. There's just two. And then they went and lost to Minnesota. Yeah, but it's not like Minnesota's not bad though. And and what's funny is we we you and I literally talked about this before the game about Ben Johnson and being in a running for uh in award with how good they have been and how he's got that that ship turned around. If you lost ship a hard P there, if you lost one game out of five, which is what the Spartans have done, they they won two in a row, Michigan and Maryland. Uh, lost to Minnesota, now uh, beat a top 10 Illinois team, beat Penn State on the road. I mean, winners of four of your last five, I mean. Yeah, and I understand. I'm I'm begging and choosing. You know, beggars can't be choosers, but I am an entitled, whiny Michigan State basketball fan. So this is exactly what I get to do when they don't do everything that I want them to or what they're projected to. So, yeah, if they don't beat Minnesota on the road, if that does, okay, they beat Illinois. Does that cancel each other out? No, not when A.J. Hogarth plays like the way he did in that game. And granted, he didn't have the best game last night, but also congrats to Malik Hall for going off for 29, a career high. Jaden Akins going off for 20, shooting lights out from the left corner. And Carson Cooper just having – all 10 points in seems like a three minute span in the first half. Who was that? Carson Cooper. I'm telling you, telling you, man, get him on the floor. You can't teach height. You got a guy that's six eleven. get him out there. They'll figure it out. It it all depends on matchups too. Like it, I mean, I get why Sissoko can play because he's the strongest of the big men we have. So when you're playing, Illinois, when you're going to have to play Michigan, who have these really strong low post presence, you kind of need Sissoko to be out there because Cooper still needs to build his strength. So does Kohler. So does Booker. But like Penn State, they don't have anyone. So Sissoko is just not necessary for that game. You know, by the way, with the uh, with the road victory, that'll make them. Is it two and five? On the road, which is crazy that they've only played seven road games. Uh, but that's going to go down. All their road games for the neutral sites. non-conference are neutral sites. So, yeah. yes, they have they played away from the Breslin Center, the non-conference. But 
I mean, technically Baylor was a, a, a neutral, but Arizona was a neutral game. Duke was a neutral site game. So, yeah, they're on the road, but those are neutral sites. Because that is, is Penn State going to be a quad two game? I have no idea. Yeah, and that's really the big question because, I mean, right now, Michigan State, this is going into last night. They The, the NCAA hasn't updated uh, their rankings, uh, but Michigan State was 23rd in the NCAA net rankings, and they were 4-0 in quad four, 6-0 and in quad three, so combined 10-0 and there. They took care of business where you expect Michigan State and the big dame schools to do. In quadrant two, they were 2-2. Two and two. In quadrant one, they were 3-7. and seven. So if Penn State is a quad two game, then okay, you get over five hundred there. You know that's that's nice, but they're they're getting into the tournament unless they were to free fall here, and they're not going to like that's not Tom's not going to let that happen. Like there's no yeah, way they, unless they free fall. But it's like what is saving them? It's not really the quad one and two wins. It's the no bad losses. Like yeah. no quad three or quad four losses. Like they've taken care of those games. And a game that keeps looking better and better is beating Indiana State in December. Indiana State, ranked for the first time since seventy nine, only three losses on the season. Talk of the town. MSU beat them and their their star player, Robert Avila, like was a non factor in that game. MSU shut him down. Hey, by the way, uh, shout out to the Sycamores of Indiana State. Uh, we're going to hear more about them in uh, today's college basketball report. So that's exciting. That's a that's a really good uh, transition there. A little tease from Ryan. So well done. He didn't even we didn't even plan that. Uh, but Indiana State, as you mentioned, first time ranked uh, since Larry Bird in 1979 when they were number one in the country. A little Missouri Valley love this morning. Awesome. All right. Uh, so Michigan State handles a business. We'll see them Saturday night. Inside Chrysler Center, we'll step aside back with more X's and Bros after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on fresh from Meyer family pack chicken drumsticks for 99 cents per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M perks when I shop in store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. 
Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. You know, I just really hope that Officer Scott is is happy uh, with our with our Michigan State coverage. It's, it's really what you know. I know that a lot of times he wants to call in and he gets nervous and he just is like, ah, I can't do it. You know, but I mean, the guy is uh, guy is green and white, Spartan fan through and through. And obviously, no matter which team you support, we appreciate you making us a part of your day each and every weekday morning all across the great state of Michigan and. In Northwest Ohio as well. Uh, text the keyword Sports Radio. Send that to twenty one thousand Sports Radio to two one zero zero zero. Meyer Supercenter guest line eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. That's eight six six eight three eight forty eight forty three. All right, I had a uh, a story for here from Tony Petiti, the Big Ten Commissioner. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna save that because uh, we got to get to the um, to the elephant in the room, and that's what happened at at KC yesterday. And Kansas City yesterday was going through their uh, their parade and uh, trying to celebrate their Lombardi Trophy and NFL championship, right? Super Bowl title. And during this, at the end of the at the end of the day, there was a mass shooting in Kansas City, that left one person dead, 21 others wounded by the gunfire. Uh, Three people have been detained and are under investigation. Of the people wounded by the gunfire, eight were immediately uh, in life-threatening condition. Seven were in life-threatening condition, and six had minor injuries. Uh, Kansas City uh, Fire Chief said at the news conference, we are angry at what happened today. The people who came to the celebration should expect a uh, safe environment. Uh, Kansas City radio station KKFI said one of its DJs, Lisa Lopez Galvin, who is the host of uh, Taste of Tejano, died in the shooting. It was not immediately clear whether her death was uh, one that was announced by the authorities. Uh, She goes by the DJ name of Lisa G. This is um, the, the mayor had come out and said all the players, coaches and staff were safe and accounted for, which was later confirmed. Uh, by a team statement, they they now they have a posting pause. I don't know. I I just learned of this yesterday. Uh, a posting pause is where all of the uh, team social media accounts will f- basically freeze until uh, the NFL uh, tells them they can have the go ahead to go get back to regularly scheduled programming. But I thought that that, that was something I didn't know actually existed. Um, I saw a video of one individual running and being tackled by civilians. And at that point, the civilians are saying that a firearm came out uh, or fell out on the ground. We'll wait and see if that individual, if that was, um, if he was one of the shooters, um, saw a picture of a backpack with a a rifle underneath of it. I don't know, like I, I searched the internet. And that video of the guy getting tackled came from way above. But uh, I don't, I haven't seen video yet. Not like I'm looking for the actual video. I'm just trying to understand um, the, the the time and the setting in the place. Uh, but this is a, you know, this the, we are the we are the only country in the world, in the developed world that deals with this, right? I mean, other countries have their problems. Uh, they, you know, uh, you can take a look at you know the the amount of ordinance being dropped right now in the Middle East. Uh, you could take a look at uh, what's going on in uh, 
different parts of Ukraine. Like they have different different issues there. Um, just because our news doesn't cover it doesn't mean that it is that it is not happening. Uh, what has taken place in the last five years in a country called the Central African Republic, the CAR, if you didn't know that as a country, that is a country, and it is one of the poorest countries in the entire world. Uh, what goes on there on a day-to-day basis? But as far as the developed world, uh, first world, as we are referred to, this is a fundamentally unique issue and problem that we have here. And here's my take on it, Right. This is what happens when you eliminate God from society. You don't have to be super religious. I'm not super religious. I do. I joke around about the fact that I'm an ordained minister of God and that I married two of my friends. Not like I'm in a polygamous relationship, but I was the uh, minister at their wedding. Right. I've done that a couple of times. But this is what happens when you grow up in a hedonistic society that is has no has no sense of right and wrong does not care about repercussions for your actions does not fear authority this this is this is the issue that we have Uh, this is very much a homegrown issue and i believe in that you could debate me on that all you want uh, you can go on the gun control side of it, and you can argue that. That's uh, you know that that always seems to that will always come up after every every one of these, and how easy it is and accessible it is to buy a firearm here. Um, you know, now is not the time, at least in my opinion, for me to debate you on that. But I will tell you this: it is my firm belief, personally, that this is what happens. As our our society and our standards and our ability to understand what is good behavioral conduct and not, this is what happens. You know, this didn't happen in the 60s. This didn't happen in the 50s. Not to say that those eras were perfect because they most definitely were not. They had their own set of individual problems. But as you continue to have this blatant disregard for authority, this blatant disregard. You know, when you when you say basically to your employees that it doesn't matter if somebody shoplifts here, there's no repercussion for the action. You know, we, we see videos of, of, you know, department stores getting pillaged and plundered. It's, it's all interconnected. It's all interconnected. You know, and I'm not here to tell you that everything that has taken place within uh, the Catholic Church has been all squeaky clean either. I'm, I'm not an ostrich. I don't have my head in the sand. I, I know the, the lawsuits that they face, right? Those are bad people representing a larger overall group. And it, it doesn't have to be Catholic. You could be any denomination of Christian that you'd like to be. You could be Jewish. You could be Muslim. You could be whatever. But as we continue to eliminate God from our society, this is what happens. When you continue to foster and cultivate an attitude of I do what I want, this is what happens. Uh, then you get to the, the actual influence of our day-to-day activities. Uh, what we see on television, what we see in film, what we hear in music, what we play on our video game consoles, all of it's intertwined. All of it is intertwined. 
you know, for us to be as violent as we are, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It really doesn't. And I don't know how you stop it. Like, I don't, I don't have an answer. I have an answer to fix college football. I can fix uh, college basketball. I can fix the PGA Tour. I firmly believe that. I know I say it tongue in cheek, but no, like give me, give me, give me one year, and I I can fix this thing. I need one year, and I need some I need some pretty motivated people, and I can I can get this done. I know that I can. Right? That's what doers do. They just get things done. Just do it. Doesn't matter how it gets done. Just do it. This is a societal problem that, you know, I, I had this conversation in the group chat the other day. Uh, there was a, uh, a post from LeBron. And uh, he was with uh, Glorilla, and there was a, a debate over it. And I said, look, like, he's got a daughter. Do you think that he lets his daughter listen to this? Like, why? Like, I, and, and everybody thinks that, like, oh, it's just Belito being Belito. Like, no, I, it's a serious question. Like, why is that behavior that you want to promote? Why is that behavior in language that you want to encourage? Why does this happen? And much like what took place at the at the school in Tennessee, we never heard about. I expect to hear a lot about what happened here. And it's not going to happen overnight, but I want to know. Like letters, emails, uh, social media posts, like all of it. Because I don't know how you can monitor your civilians 24-7. I don't really know how you're supposed to do that as a government. Because I don't want big government. I don't want the government in every single aspect of my life. What I want is for parents to raise respectable contributing members to society. That's what I expect. That's what I expect. I expect you to do your job as mom and dad. You committed to it, so go do it. Get it done. Where we get off this beaten path where, you know, somebody has gone completely rogue and decides that they are going to go to a championship parade or to a concert or to um, a club or to a school is, you know, there was a video circulating the internet the other day about uh, it was a pickup basketball game. The score was two to one. Uh, One guy went over to the side of the court reached into his bag, grabbed his pistol, and put it in his pocket. What, did, what were you planning on doing? He was wearing sweats. What were you planning on doing? You are going to get one hard foul and f- hit the deck, and the next thing you know, like the gun was going to go off in your pocket, and you're going to shoot yourself? Like, what, what's going on here? Like, why, why did you, why did you, you couldn't play basketball? You had to pick up a gun and put it in your pocket? And the Kansas City incident is... Tragedy, I don't know, don't get offended because I said incident. The the shooting at Kansas City's parade has a large number attached to it. It was not the only shooting that took place in America yesterday. It was not the only shooting with more than four people in it yesterday, which qualifies as a mass shooting. Like, this is every single day here in this country. Every single day. You know, I would pick, go search Chicago News on a Monday morning. Google it. Google Chicago shooting this coming Monday and see what comes up from the weekend. 
and the way that they have to uh, talk and address the situation like it's uh like it's the stock market like oh inflation was down like oh we were down to only five shootings this weekend like it happens every single weekend this is a massive massive societal problem that i don't have an answer to i really don't uh, i have my belief as as i just mentioned i'm sure you you have your opinion uh, on the matter as well but i feel like the further the further we get away from faith without turning into like some sort of infomercial here and telling you to join my church that's in the back of a warehouse somewhere. Uh, the, the further we get away from faith, the, the more rapidly our society deteriorates. And I'm not a big churchgoer. Like I don't, I've been to church maybe, tw- maybe once in the last calendar year. Maybe. One time in the last calendar year. It's not, I'm not trying to force feed you anything of that nature. But you see it in all walks of our society. Uh, the conduct, the language, the uh, display. You know, it's just uh, we, have, we have reached full Sodom and Gomorrah at this point here in this country. And if you don't believe me, pick up your phone and hop on the internet and scroll. Uh, hop on, hop on Instagram, and and swipe up for somebody's link to their OnlyFans because that's where we're at. Subscribe for more, and all that comes from the same the same place that we live in. That we live in a society without ramifications and repercussion. We don't fear authority. We don't fear God. We don't fear law enforcement. We don't, which to me is just preposterous. And you don't even have to fear it. Like, you just be respectful of it. And there's an idea that, you know, we're we're just going to do what we want. And we're going to ruin other people's lives because we, we, we. Because we're we're a selfish society. It's me. It's now. That's what we want. Uh, Good to the, uh, you know, good on the civilians that go ahead and went out there and made a play. Um. You know, the scenes were, I, I got done from work yesterday and I popped open Twitter and I was like, what's going on here? And, you know, sure enough, uh, there it is. And you had the 10 people that were injured downtown Denver after the Nuggets uh, championship parade, gunfire last year in the parking lot near uh, the Texas Rangers World, Champ- uh, World Series championship parade. We have the NFL draft coming up in Detroit. Like, I, I mean, it's a. You're talking about a massive facility here, because it's not a facility; it's an open air area. So now, like, how are you? How are you going to defend? Because that's where, like, you know, Kansas City is going to, you know, pay their attention and rightfully so uh, to their own and what they have going on there. Uh, for me, yesterday, it's like, okay, what's happening? This is developing. All right, what are we going to do? And and in two months, what's going to be the what's going to be the plan of action in late April? Because we're not in a facility with metal detectors; we're in an open air environment. How do you how do you defend against that? You know, I was I was at one of the one of the trainings when I got hired by the Red Wings, and they were talking about Little Caesars Arena, 
and they had had their uh, director of security there. And they're talking about like, you know, if you see like, yeah, if you see a gun, that's one thing. If you see the parts like this is what you need to be looking for. So they take us through this whole thing. It was the most fascinating part of the entire like three hours I was there. Um, but, you know, he said, like, at, at some point it's going to happen. How do we prevent it from happening here? And it's just a uh, it, it's such a sad reality that we are at this point uh, in American society where it continues to happen and you know on both networks that i'm watching right now there's no discussion of it uh, there was a brief little uh, news hit on it and then they they moved on they moved on pitchers and catchers reporting for spring training on both of them cbs and on espn and you know you think if this wasn't such a such a air quotes normal occurrence it would dominate the news cycle why isn't it? I debated whether or not, you know, do we talk about it? Like, we, you have to talk about it. You have to. And if somebody disagrees with your opinion on the matter, that's totally fine. If you can come up with a better solution, trust me, I'm all ears for it. But, like, this is, this is a product of a deteriorating society that everybody just wants to turn their back on and say, well, I can't say anything about that. Can't say anything about this. Don't need to do that. Like, no. No, this is this is a product of the current state of the United States. But don't worry, don't worry. While we were sleeping the other night, we can send another ninety billion dollars to Ukraine, to Taiwan, and to Israel. But we can't take care of any of our own issues. We could just keep paying for that, and by that I mean paying for war in proxy states. Okay, sure. But we've got no solution for this. Hmm. Interesting. We'll step aside. Hour number two is next. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Save big on fuel with them perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. The Food District is now open. 
There's something for everyone. From Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Loving Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Good morning, everyone. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a good morning. Wake up to a brand new day. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here. X's and bros on the Michigan Sports and Network. Ben Glaze, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. Thank you. Appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you to join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21,000. Myers Supercenter guest line 866 838 4843. That's 866 838 4843. We're on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well. BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Added.com to that to find our website, XB Mornings. At gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. Hey, you can find us all individually on Twitter. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Is Ryan still on the line, Ben? Yes, he is. Oh, okay. All right, Ryan. Good morning to you. Good morning. Anthony. I wasn't sure if yeah. that was from the Michigan State conversation or not. No, I called back in when I heard it talking about Kansas City and everything. And, mm. you know, I was looking yesterday as I was. You know, watching some of the coverage and looking on Twitter. And a year ago this week was the shooting on Michigan State's campus. That's right. Like, like Valentine's Day last year, we were all sending, you know, thoughts and prayers out to Michigan State as three people were killed on campus because one person walked into a school building and decided to shoot people. And then yesterday, couple people decided to go to a Super Bowl parade and open fire. And I was watching ESPN this morning, and the person that passed away was someone that worked for a radio station in, in Kansas City, was the one person that passed away, according to ESPN. And, there, I mean, 
there's no new words you can say for another tragedy. And there's really no more excuses people can say of this can be stopped because, you know, I saw on Twitter, well, one, one good person with a gun stops one bad person. No, they don't. I mean, you saw there's 800 cops there. There's no way for 800 police officers to try to keep a crowd of however many thousands there are to monitor. Like you said, when the draft comes to Detroit, you're in public. Like, how do you monitor that many people coming in and making sure no one brings guns, no one brings gun parts that they can assemble somewhere? Like, there's nothing new. And you said, you're saying, oh, we need more religion. I mean, sure, if that's the route you want to go. You don't need religion just to be a good person. That's true. Like it's, right. It's, like it's really just we do stop caring about each other and, yeah, turn to a more selfish society. And there's a, there's a variety of reasons of why that happened. You can point to video games, pop culture, you Simply, you know, too much choice on the Internet. You can look up anything without really any repercussions. Just put on a list. I mean, it's, it boils down simple. Like, you, everyone needs to start caring for the person next to them more. Like, is it, what, what point? Like, yeah, you can look at our government and lack of, you know, government action However many years you want to go back. You want to go four, great. Want to go eight, great. Want to go 12, 16, 20. Doesn't matter what side you're on, people. Guess what? Both both parties taking little action on this. So don't get your panties in a bunch if you're on one side of the aisle thinking it's this person. It's everyone in that damn city's fault that has a government title. So don't come at me with any party affiliation about that. All right? This isn't a, hey, this person's guilty because they didn't get the stuff. We're all damn guilty of this. Because the very minimum people send out is a thought and prayer after this. Well, if that's not bad enough, at almost like literally the same time Kansas City is happening, four students were shot at... um, dismissal in the parking lot at benjamin e mays high school in atlanta and there was a shooting at the uh, palm beach gardens mall there was an active shooter situation not sure uh, exactly what um what the final story was there uh, as far as you know what had what had taken place at palm beach gardens but that's multiple on the same day yeah and there, there is always, there's multiple every day. It's just, you know, not everything is at a Super Bowl party with, you know, the biggest athlete in, you know, in the world at the moment attending. Or yeah. it's not at a major university that most people around the country know. It is. um, I did see one tweet that said, you know, fitting that at the Kansas City parade to be our regularly scheduled reminder that the most pressing crisis for America is not Taylor Swift being shown on television during Chiefs games. It's gun violence. I mean, there was such an uproar about every time the camera was on her. And it's like, dude, that's like the least of our problems. 
Like, who cares about that? Like, you're just mad yelling at your TV at your house. But who cares that the biggest pop star in the world is shown on the TV for one minute during a four-hour broadcast? And we have so many other real issues at play here. That is... um, Yeah, having access to everyone's immediate thoughts. Really not important. Maybe on Twitter, there needs to be a, a time limit. When you type a tweet out, you have to wait five minutes before it hits send. Yeah, I mean, it's a, um, you know, we look at how much time we spent on that and how, you know, outraged everybody was uh, about Taylor Swift being on TV. And it's like, look, go, go big picture here. Really doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. We have, you know, and I've seen I've seen video on the internet of uh, people being taken into custody. Like we're going to need, I'm going to need names and photos once they have their investigation done. You know, because it, when you have a when you have a crowd of that size, if they don't have anything on them, like dude, I don't even know how you go make an arrest. I mean, you know, citizens saw one guy running and just made a play like that was all like good on them. Um. His name was Paul Contreras. He's the uh, he's I think he's the one in the video that was going pretty vi- viral that was shot from like up top where you see somebody start making buzzing their way through the crowd and then just gets tackled by people. And uh, allegedly a firearm uh, came out and um, the, the civilians had recovered it as law enforcement could make their way over. But it's a. Um, yeah, I mean, it is the. It is the ever so tragic rate at which we just kill each other. Yeah. And it's now extended to children are dying throughout all this. No, it's not 18, 19 year old children. It's eight, nine, 10 year olds. And for the people say, Oh, we don't need change. We just need one good guy. You know what? Congrats for having the children's blood on your hand because you want to argue about how you can have your gun. I'm at one, that point. Like the one good guy thing. I, I think there's only like one example. The guy in the mall. Uh, but outside of that, like the one good guy argument, never, it never really made a whole lot of sense to me. It just, it's just. It doesn't because honestly, it's nonsensical. Like the, the, the people that follow the gun laws properly and do all the right things, do they carry their gun on them 24 seven? No, because I don't think they feel like they need to. Yeah, yeah. Most for, of us do not. Like protection of their home. It's for protection of their home, and that's it. It's locked up. It's put in a safe, secure way that made them and one other person knows where it is. It, it for like me, it's not an attack on law-abiding citizens. It, that, it, people, that people that do the right thing. It, exactly, and for me, it's always been like I have, I've always treated it like a car. Like I, I think that we should have to go back through driver's training every so often. Um, you know, I, I think we should have to qualify with our firearms. And I think that if you get caught with a firearm that's not registered to you and you have not met the criteria to own that firearm, that's uh that's that's like a 20 year sentence. <laughs> like there's no like it's felony because um, that that's how the only way to the only way to fix it is to get so overly aggressively tough on it that people shy away from it. Uh, we'll step aside back with more X's and bros after this Michigan sports number. There's a new player in town. 
I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. And I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Uh, Big Ron, Big Ron chimes in and he says, a good soapbox today, Anthony. And I don't know if that's uh, being serious or facetious because I'm sitting, not standing. That's where the term soapbox comes from. Standing on your soapbox is how the... uh, you know, folks back in the day would get their uh, their message out. You'd stand above the crowd and talk about whatever uh, you are uh, you are talking about. So, hmm. uh, yeah, we got uh, we got more more coming on uh, to get to tonight. One of which is the uh, what happened last night. The Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Stewart, got in a fight uh, before the game. Allegedly a fight. I don't know. Uh, The story is this. The Pistons center, Isaiah Stewart, was arrested for assault when he and Phoenix Sun center Drew Eubanks got into a kerfluffle and Stu allegedly punched Eubanks at the arena hours before the team played. Now, Phoenix police and Stewart... uh, said that Stewart, pardon me, was issued a citation and released. He's already listed as out for the game because of his sprained left ankle. Eubanks had six points and eight rebounds in 18 minutes in the 116-100 victory for the Suns. Eubanks said that before the game, the altercation happened as he was coming into the arena. He said an argument started. They were chest to chest before Beef Stew threw a punch. Now, I don't really have any issue uh, with Beef Stew punching a guy uh, Drew Eubanks, did Drew Eubanks deserve it? Like, I mean, I don't know what would you would possibly say. I don't know why you'd say anything to Isaiah Stewart. Like, when you have Isaiah Stewart, who is on film of trying to rip LeBron James's head off, if he could just get to him, like a bull in a china shop, uh, he is not a hold-me-back guy. He's a, I'm going to go get it. Like, you're going to actually have to try to hold him back and the crazy part about this is the son's statement the attack on drew eubanks was unprovoked and acts of violence such as this are unacceptable we unequivocally support drew and will continue to work with local law enforcement and the nba 
Okay. Giant eye roll. The thing to get all this information, the NBA will do an investigation, said Monty Williams, for me to come here, make a statement would be a bit irresponsible. I know the Sun said it was unprovoked. I think it's irresponsible for sure. You really don't know. That did not need to happen. There's a time uh, to get information and for that to be gathered, and then you can make a statement. Hmm. You know, I... Here's here's the here's the other thing. Kevin Durant said, you know, keep the game first. There's a lot of noise. It's unfortunate what happened before the game. It's supposed to be a brotherhood, but I also understand dudes get into stuff. We try to avoid that in this league. Hopefully we can move on from it. We all support Drew. That's fine and dandy, but when you're your officiating is atrocious, your players rarely show up, and a majority of your fan base is still my age or older. And they remember a different time. And for me, there is no touching the 1990s in terms of basketball. And I've tried very hard to self-scout on this and to figure out why is it that I believe that that is the case. And it is because you are coming out of the Celtics and Bad Boys era ushering in the Chicago Bulls, uh, the Houston Rockets. Uh, Shaq just had his jersey retired, the third team that has retired a Shaquille O'Neal uniform. That's how good he was. Uh, and, and the Orlando Magic, they were awesome. You had uh, the blood in the garden there with the New York Knicks. You, you Just all of it, man. So many good teams. You had this, these young guys that were getting drafted right out of high school, uh, like uh, Kevin Garnett and this Kobe Bryant guy. Like That, to me, was the best era of basketball because you had the, the finesse and the athleticism. Because the player today, Gino Ariema said this, the player today is bigger, more athletic, uh, more capable than they've ever been at the high school level. Right? They, they are. That, that's, that's the way it is. And the player today is a better athletic player. However, Gino was talking about the influx of players coming in from overseas because they practice six days and play only once. And we play, you know, we practice only one day and then we'll play the other six. And uh, that goes into like AAU culture and everything else where you're, you're not really working on the fundamentals. You're not really working on the team element of the game. Uh, you are just more or less focused on, you know, just playing games, getting up and down the floor and having a having a hoop mixtape on, you know, highlight reel on Twitter and on the Internet so that you can be recruited. And some kids just like that recruiting process. And it's this entire uh, debacle here. But the reason I bring all that up is because, you know, Kevin Durant, like I get that it's supposed to be a brotherhood, and I'm sure, like with your players' association meetings, you guys can, you know, sit down and do that. But for us, the fans, uh, we don't really necessarily like all that brotherhood stuff. Like, I don't want you running around out there just thinking, like, this is an average pickup game and we're all going to shake hands and, you know, orange slices at halftime. That doesn't really do a lot for me, the viewer. Like, I want teams that are actually very, um, very concerned about beating one another. I want people competing at the highest level all the time. Uh, and that's why, like, you know, I don't believe that Isaiah Stewart is a starting forward in this league, but that kind of energy right there, like, that's a guy that you want to have. That's a guy that you need to have. You know what I mean? I like that about Beef Stew. So I don't have a problem with it. Like, and, you know, look, somebody said something, somebody probably shouldn't have said something. You know, 
It is what it is. Like that's uh, that's part of it. That is part of it. And you know, Isaiah Stewart is about that life. And he is, uh, you know what? If you got to go hand to hand, you got to go hand to hand. I'm okay with that. I got no problem with that. It's before the game, the guy's not playing anyway. So what's the difference? It didn't affect our roster. And it wasn't going to affect the outcome of the game. One thing that did affect the outcome of the game yesterday was the fact that Devin Booker was tossed after two quick technical fouls. So you have an all-star guard, Devin Booker, who picked up two techs in the first quarter, got ejected, and they still won. But that's not the problem. Booker got his first technical for arguing with officials about a foul call against them. During a subsequent timeout, he received a second one in an automatic ejection. He played five minutes and 24 seconds, scored seven points on two of five shooting. Frank Vogel then argued the ejection, and he got a technical. Phoenix was already playing without Bradley Beal. He strained his left hamstring Tuesday night in their win over Sacramento. The Suns led by one point when he was tossed, then outscored Detroit 23-12 to the rest of the quarter, and, and it was 70-41 to at halftime, their biggest lead in the game was 35 points. Like it was a disaster for the, from the Detroit perspective. But as I'm watching that, and then I watched the late night game between the Clippers and the Warriors, the refs in their whistles have gotten out of control. Like, dude, nobody, nobody is here to see you. Nobody like, let's keep it moving. Allow them to go play the game. My God, what are we doing? Uh, Jaden Ivey was pulled at 15 minutes. He was over for, Oh, for six and two points, and then we played literally everybody. Milton, Fournier, Flynn, Wiseman, Mascala, Brown Jr., Marcus Sasser. Like we, we played everybody on our team yesterday. Everybody. I just it it just makes zero sense whatsoever. Like what 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 the what the hell happened there? I mean it just oh, just preposterous. Whole thing. Kate Cunningham finished with 13. Uh, Simone Fontecchio, by the way, shot 50% from the field. He was 7 of 15, just 2 of 7 from 3, finished with 18 points. Asara had a nice night. Guess what? Play almost 30 minutes. 29 minutes, 7 of 13 from the field, 14 points, 7 rebounds, an assist, couple steals, a block. Like, let's go. And Cade with his 13, 4, and 8 also added a steal and a block as well. But you turn it over 19 times, that's what happens. Turn it over 19 times, you get out-rebounded, you're going to get beat. All right, we'll step aside. We'll be back with more X's and bros. Tony Petiti, the Big Ten Commissioner, has an idea, and he wants some more meaningful games. We'll talk about it next year on the Michigan Sports Network. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on Fresh from Meyer family pack chicken drumsticks for 99 cents per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks when I shop in-store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Can't call in? Text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000 or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now, back to X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you here this morning. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 1000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. 866-838-4843. Want to get to this uh, story here from Tony Petiti. Now the commissioner of the Big Ten. And as the uh, college football playoff management committee continues their uh, discussion for the postseason, the commish of the Big Ten, Tony Petiti, as written by our good friend Adam Rittenberg of ESPN, quote, wants to ensure deeper com- uh, deeper conferences have access points that maximize the stretch run of the regular season. In a wide range of interviews on Wednesday, Petiti said he was focused on ensuring the Big Ten, which will increase to 18 members with four West Coast editions this summer, has November schedules packed with games that carry college football playoff implications, like many of the professional leagues do. Petiti said, quote, we've got some work to do to figure out what the future model is because obviously it has a real impact on your regular season. You want to make sure that your teams have the ability to have breakout season and qualify, and we also have to be realistic about what should get you access in terms of number of wins. We want meaningful games late in the season. We want fans to think that you know a game in the second week in November, even if you've already lost two or three games, still has a lot of value. That's the goal. Hmm. Well, that seems kind of strange. I mean, I get what he's saying. But to me, this new setup, this 5 plus 7 model that we discussed a little bit yesterday, you have your 5 highest-ranked conference champions, and then the next seven highest-ranked teams, I would assume your conference champion comes from your conference championship game, which would be the excuse on how Alabama got in, but that would mean Florida State would have gotten in too. And then your group of five team 
that is the highest ranked. So there we go back to the arbitrary committee putting this together. The Big Ten and the SEC announced their joint advisory group to discuss these things. And after working with the SEC as a TV executive earlier in his career, Petiti said a more formal group made sense. Petiti visited the SEC office in Alabama shortly after being hired by the Big Ten and, and has made a, you know, maintained a consistent dialogue with the commissioner because that's what you're supposed to do with a rival. If there is a rival in anything, you should probably at least get on the same page, especially if you and the rival are working to achieve the same goal. Now, I don't mean that you own grocery store X and somebody else owns grocery store Y, uh, and you guys are going head-to-head in your sales each week. That's that's not something you necessarily discuss, right? But when you are basically two entities working under the same umbrella, the NCAA, or two entities that, you know, in other forms or facets of our lives, that you should probably be in constant communication with one another to see how we could help either collaborate on a solution or how we can have our discussions be meaningful so that you know it benefits both and that's pretty that seems pretty straightforward pretty easy to me pretty straightforward Both of us are looking at the depths of things that we're changing so quickly. How do we increase our pace of our thinking, our strategy to meet these new challenges? What Petiti said, we have ADs that are really experienced that will work together. So it's becoming a very natural thing. It's smart that Petiti, who was public enemy number one to Michigan fans, very smart that he comes from the SEC and immediately wants to go there and build a relationship between the two conglomerates because that's that's the trend that this is going. Out of the ACC, where you have football only, I'm speaking, because North Carolina is whatever in football, Duke is, you know, whatever in football, you know, maybe like a, a perennial AP top 25 team that's in the teens, right? Your big brands are Clemson, Miami, and Florida State. Those are, your, those are your three major players in that entire conference. And when we look at how things are moving so quickly and everybody's jumping ship and moving from conference to conference, I get what Petiti's trying to do. I understand it. That's what it looks like on the, on the broad scale of things because remember, the Big 12 loses Texas and Oklahoma. The Big 12 conference... We'll have Cincinnati, Baylor, BYU, Houston, TCU, UCF, Kansas, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Kansas State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Those are all pretty cool schools. Sure, you lost Texas and Oklahoma. Those are the big ones. That's like you know Michigan and Ohio State leaving the Big Ten. Like that, that just that's just preposterous. And so now you're going to go with this new scheduling model that's not going to do divisions because the divisions are so heavily weighted that the East cannot lose in the Big Ten championship game. The West just isn't as good. There's no other way to say it. They tried the legends and leaders thing. That was that was just preposterous. I, that didn't make any sense. We're, geography and stuff, right? And so when we look at this, Michigan and Ohio State are going to play every single year. Every single year. Michigan and Michigan State are going to play every single year. And Ohio State and Penn State got to play every single year. They have to. There's no, there's a, no other way around it. 
Like they add those teams have to play each other. And I would even say to an extent, Michigan State and Ohio State should be playing each other every single year. So you have four clubs, and I included Michigan State here. So don't call me a hater. But it's going to probably take Coach Smith and, and company some time to get back on track in East Lansing. But those are your four power players out of the old East Division. The West, we'll see what happens to Washington. Their entire staff and roster was pillaged and plundered. USC, I mean, new quarterback. So we'll see what happens there. Oregon, Dan Lanning, okay, UCLA, completely irrelevant. So you're going to bring three teams in out of the four newcomers that I think are Washington's the question mark. So at least two of those, I would say, are pretty close to being guaranteed to being good teams. Oregon and USC. Washington's your question mark because we don't know what's going to happen. And then UCLA, what's the difference between UCLA and Illinois? Honestly, John Wooden, that's the difference. I mean, that's it's just preposterous. So if Petiti wants better games at the end of the year, how are they going to schedule where you have 18 teams in a conference? That means that you have 17 opponents. Like that's, there's no way to do this. And how do you do it on a rotator that is going to work out well for everybody? Well, the first thing you could do, the first thing you could do is you could do away with scheduling Arkansas State and Fresno State. You could do away with those. We could get rid of those games altogether. They won't because you want that tune-up game, that preseason game, if you will. They, they always call them preseason games. I hate that. It's a regular season game. Like, if you lose, it goes against your regular season record. A preseason game means that if you lose, nothing happens. But the way Michigan's schedule is going to work out, you're going to play Fresno State, Texas, Arkansas State, USC in your first month. In all of those games are going to be at home. That's not, you know, that's not really a stretch. Their only road games this year are Washington, then they have a bye week, so that works out really well. Illinois, that's coming off the bye week, so there's back-to-back road games there. Indiana, then they have another Saturday off on the 16th, and at Ohio State at the end of the year, November 30th. So functionally now we have two bye weeks, October 12th and November 16th. It's a really weird schedule. It's very strange. The fact that you can have the ability to play eight home games is strange to me, especially in a 12-game season. Like that leans heavily in their favor. And so I'm looking at what Michigan has here. They've got really good games. This is the best schedule Michigan has had top to bottom in I don't know how long. Why do they have really good games? Well, outside of Fresno State and Arkansas State, everybody else is power five. That's cool. Texas is cool. USC and Washington and Oregon, you get three out of the four newcomers. That is awesome. That, but that's what we want. You know, and for all the people that are like, oh my God, the schedule, of course, Harbaugh got out of there. You got me in the. What do you think these kids have to do if they want to make it to the NFL? 
you got to play the schedule. Those are NFL teams. You're going to have to play the NFL teams every single week. Like, I don't know why. Why in the world anybody would fear a schedule like, oh, I can't believe they're going to do that. Like, this is what we want. You saw what happened last year. ECU, Bowling Green, UNLV. That's a month of our lives we didn't get back. And sure, you have Illinois and, you know, not that, no offense to Illinois, Northwestern is a little bit better, Indiana, like, okay, Minnesota, PJ Fleck, like, all right. And so, like, there's going to be some down teams. There are. It doesn't matter if you're playing pro football or college football. There's always going to be some down teams somewhere. But that, to me, is a really, really good schedule. I just don't know how you want to load it if you're Tony Petiti to get the meaningful games. Do we have those rivalry games? We just start packing them in the last month of the season. So where Michigan gets an Ohio State, you know, I like the fact that Michigan and Michigan State play at the end of October. I think it's a good break for my team to have one rivalry game and then get like a month before the next rivalry game. Do you, do you make sure that Oregon and, and USC or Oregon and Washington kind of do the same thing along with UCLA and USC? I don't know. I, I, I mean, you just, you gotta be, you, you're trying to, I guess you work from the final day of the year, the final week of the year, you work from there and go backwards. Let's get to Dave in Hudsonville wants to talk a little scheduling. Good morning, Dave. Hey, AB. Hey, listen, you know what, what's interesting that you're discussing now is the fact that the big 10 was pretty darn weak, you know, and so forth. And this is much more like what the SEC faces in the sense that for Michigan, they didn't really have, a competitive game, or, or not even that, but a, a meaningful game until week seven. It was two months. You know, and that model for being able to do that and still move on isn't going to exist anymore based on what the Big Ten's done now. And you're exactly right. As a fan, you want to see some meaningful games. You know, Michigan was able to navigate that. Um, and, 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 you know, Dave, it was, it was awful. The the- it was, it was <laughs> awful, Dave. As, as a Michigan fan, as a Michigan employee... Like, that was terrible. Yeah, and, and I, I completely agree. That's not what – and the other thing, the other point I want to make, too, even when you're talking about – and I agree with the competition for these kids, but the other thing you have to remember, only 1% move on to play in the NFL. You know, from high school to college, it's 1% to 1.5% will ever put on a uniform. Mm-hmm. And it's the same percentage from college to the NFL. So it's not about people going pro. First of all, it's about the fact that this doesn't exist if you don't have your fan base. You sound like an enterprise commercial. Well, yeah, but your your fan base <laughs> wants to see quality games, you know, and 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 you you want to be entertained and have some things go on. But it's also these coaches playing that game of, hey, man, I don't want to step in it. You know, in football, it's so much different than basketball. Izzo can go out and set that type of a schedule, and it can still work in his benefit. But the football coaches, the vast majority, are afraid to death of doing it. And then the only other thing you said, and I always chuckle at this, when you said Petiti is uh, public enemy number one for Michigan fans. He was. Man, yeah, but it doesn't matter because there's got to be an adult in the room. There's got to be somebody guarding the gate. And if it was Ohio State that was involved in that like Michigan was, you'd want Petiti doing the same exact thing. So you can make him out to be that guy, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to be the adult in the room. I am not here to make him out to be that guy. Well, you can be because you get paid by Michigan. 
But at the end of the day, yeah, but they, that, that's only when I'm actually there. That's the thing. Like they, I'm right. not. They don't ever. They've never told me one time. They did tell me that uh, one time they we had a discussion about a tweet that I sent. Uh, but outside of that, like they've never tried to, right. um, you know, persuade, you dissuade, have- funnel, funnel anything into this show or the content uh, of this show. They kind of leave me be, which is really. Uh, yeah. Really nice because it wasn't well, always I'm that not, way, especially when I worked that. in the minor leagues. When I worked in the minor leagues, like those yeah. organizations were all over me every every week about something. It's like, dude, you guys are exhausting. Just win some games. Yeah, but I, I understand. But there, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything over. But at the end of the day, there's still, you know, a lot of people still hold biases towards different things. Petiti has to, you know, function in a role of somebody who's got to be the adult. And I think he never. If you read his report. You know, and to people take the time to read that, he navigated that like an adult, and he did what needed to be done. I mean, yeah, sure. It doesn't change the fact that, like, Michigan fans hated him. Like, they, they, they did not no, like you, him at they, all. Uh, people, people, hate, people hate accountability. You're exactly right, man. People hate accountability. So that's when it happens, people hate it. You, you know like what? You, hey, you won't like believe that. you won't believe who I talked to the other day, and I told this to Ryan over the weekend. You won't believe who I talked to, Dave. You want to know who I talked to the other Who's day? That? Take a guess. Yeah. You talked to Connor Stallion. How did you know? Because you're just that guy, man. <laughs> it was just, it was just, Connor Connor's going to write a book soon because three can keep a secret if two are dead. Remember, Connor needs money, and uh, so at some point, believe me, it's going to be interesting because. That will turn out to be a TMZ story or a thirty by thirty at some point. Uh, by the way, so because I was I was talking about Michigan schedule and people panicking over it, like the like little chicken, right? Like, uh, oh, house on fire. Michigan State, on the other hand, I think they have a good like a good schedule that's going to kind of ease their new staff in. Like Michigan Sharon Moore is like here you go, good luck and I'm all for it. Like I want it. Like bring it to like yes, give me USC at home, I can't wait. Give me Texas at home, I can't wait. But for Michigan State, they're going to start off with FAU on the road at Maryland, Prairie View on the road at Boston College, Ohio State at home, Oregon on the road, Iowa at home after a bye week. On the road at Michigan, Indiana at home, another bye week, and then at Illinois, Purdue at home, and Rutgers at home to close down the season. It might not be the flashiest thing. You do get Michigan, Ohio State, and Oregon, which is cool. But to be honest with you, that I feel like that's a really good schedule for you know your new head coach to get his feet under him. Yeah, you can't. You know, and the other thing too, you you can't sprint every week. Sometimes you get a jog. Sometimes you get a you know sprint, whatever it may be. I think that offers some balance. I agree with you, and I'd be fine with any school trying to lean in a little bit and then have some times where you're saying not exactly the same challenge this week or whatever it may be, but I, I completely agree with having a balanced competitive schedule for not just your fans but also for preparation. So I, I like what you're saying with that. Yeah, no, I, I think it's uh, I think it's it's advantageous, and I don't mean that like a, like a you know a backdoor sort of like diss or anything. I, I really do. I think that this this is a schedule that lines up to where. Uh, they can they can have some success and build uh, build on some momentum and get some things going early 
they're going to be challenged. I mean, you know, four weeks or four out of five weeks with a bye week in between Ohio State, Oregon, Iowa, Michigan is a very challenging month of the schedule. But it's uh, I mean, outside of that, like it's a schedule that should be able to benefit. And hopefully Spartan fans will rally around and get back to Spartan Stadium and supporting the new head coach and the football program uh, to where they were prior to what happened last year. We got to step aside. Hour three is next. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Save big on fuel with them perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the sharp-dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Got it. Back. Looks. Throws. Ends up. Yes. Caught. Touchdown. Detroit Lions. They did it. Amon Ross. They brought the receiving end. 
sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here! A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera! He's got two goals! Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back. Your exes and bros, Michigan Sports Network. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And, of course, we encourage you. Join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 1000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. We're on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And, of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network at a.com to that to find our website, XB Mornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And, of course, you can find us all individually on Twitter. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. I did dive, or, or just real quick, Ohio State's schedule this year is Michigan's last year. They're going to start off Akron Western, have an off uh, a bye week, and then get Marshall. So they're going to play like the old Mac schedule. And then they'll get Michigan State on the road, Iowa at home, Oregon on the road before another bye week, and then get Nebraska, road trip to Penn State, Purdue, road trip to Northwestern, and then Indiana and Michigan both at home to end the season. So circle Oregon, uh, maybe put a circle next to Michigan State. We'll see. It's pretty early in the year. Iowa is Iowa. We'll see. They, they won't be able to score. Uh, Penn State, obviously, star that one, and then Michigan at the end of the year, too. Uh, we'll, and we'll see what Michigan is. Like, you know, there is, a, you know, I, we believe, we think maybe that Michigan will be good, but how do we know? We don't. We have no idea if Michigan is going to be any good or not. And that is, uh, that is, you know, very, you know, concerning for the Michigan sports fan when you, you know, you look at it. And you try to, you know, I, I went to USC schedule, for example. USC, they're going to start off with LSU and then play Utah State before they go to Michigan, get Wisconsin, Minnesota, Penn State, Maryland, Rutgers at Washington, Nebraska at UCLA, and they're going to finish the season with Notre Dame. So if Petiti and company want to get on board, that, that Notre Dame game has got to be scheduled earlier in the year. And then they're going to have to figure it out from there. By the way, that game against LSU is a neutral site, the Vegas kickoff classic, because we could just put classic behind anything, even if it is the first time uh, that the uh, that the you know the event is being held. We just throw, we'll just call it classic and be uh, be done. All right, what else is going on in the world of sports? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. Detroit Mercy takes down IUPUI to end their 27-game losing streak. How about the Titans? 1-26 overall, 1-15 in Horizon League play. Won its first game since beating Purdue Fort Wayne in last year's conference tournament. Oh my goodness! I I don't know, man. I don't I don't really know how you how you get anything done there. I just am not sure. 
Uh, Michigan's AD Ward Manuel voiced his support for Jawan Howard amid this 8-17 and 17 season. Jawan and I have talked, yes, we'll continue to have those conversations as the season goes through. I continue to support him in the effort to turn this around. There is no lack of effort from our student athletes and our coaches. It's a lack of execution at times. We have to be better. He knows that. I'll continue to have conversations with him and continue to support him and our program. It's interesting that came out because just a little bit down the road in uh, in Columbus, Chris Holtman is out as the head coach at Ohio State. How about that? He's got four years and $14 million remaining on his deal. The buyout's going to cost $12.8 million, and that's going to be it for him. Jake Diebler will serve as the interim head coach for the rest of the season. We'll see what moves Columbus makes uh, from there. I, I thought it was going to work with Chris Holtman. I really did. I thought that that was going to be the uh, that was going to be the move, and that's going to be a hot hot name on the uh, on the coaching circuit, no doubt about that. Uh, also, speaking of uh, Ward Manuel, let's go back to him. Uh, the athletic director said yesterday he doesn't expect Jim Harbaugh's departure to have a significant impact on the two open NCAA investigations. Pascal Siakam scored 23 points in his return to Toronto to help the Pacers uh, beat out the Raptors 127 to 125. Tyrese Halliburton, 21 points and 12 assists in the ballgame. The Celtics routed the Nets by 50 points to join an exclusive NBA club. How about that? They won 136 to 86. A drubbing of 50 points. Joe Mazzulla's 100th as the head coach always helps when you walk into a team that is Jason Tatum, who went for 29 and 7. It Boston's going to enter the All-Star break with an NBA best 43 and 12 record. Celtics were 57 and 25 in Missoula's first head coaching season last year. The Celtics beat the Pacers by 51 on November 1st, and Boston joined the 92-93 Sacramento Kings and the 78-79 Milwaukee Bucks as the only teams with multiple wins by at least 50 points in a season. So it's not like this is the first time this has happened. So don't, like, clutch your pearls. Uh, the Phoenix Suns beat the Pistons last night by 16, 116-100. to 100. Pistons' Isaiah Stewart was arrested before the game. He was issued a citation and released. What had happened was he got in a kerfluffle with Drew Eubanks and punched him, allegedly. Now, we'll see what comes of that, but in the actual game itself, Simone Fontecchio finished with 18 points on 7-15 of 15 shooting from the field. Cade had 13-4-8 with a steal and a, blo- and a couple of blocks. Good for him. Asar Thompson, hey, playing more towards 30 minutes a game. Guess what happens? 14 points, 7 rebounds, an assist, 2 steals, a block. 7-13 of 13 from the field. Jalen Duran, quiet night for him. With just 7 points, 9 rebounds, but 5 assists and 2 steals. Just 2 of 6 from the floor in 23 minutes. I don't know if he's trying to tank, but Monty Williams definitely didn't put his best foot forward here. You know, why is Durin and Jaden Ivey, why are they playing 23 minutes and 15 minutes, respectively? And Ivey started the game slow, and then that was that was it. Finished with just two points. That's that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a rough night. You're going to have them. You're going to have them. To the NFL now, Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey said that bumping and yelling at Andy Reid was unacceptable. Uh, Jason Kelsey's brother said he crossed the line. I think we could both agree on it. He said, I did. I can't get that fired up to a point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. You know, Kelsey said that he talked to Reed about the interaction. The two chuckled about it. I couldn't be, you know, more proud of 
being his product on the field. I couldn't be more proud of, you know, where we've come as a team since I got here in 2013. I love playing for this guy, man. Unfortunately, my passion comes out where it looks like it's a negativity. I'm grateful. He knows I want to win this thing with him more than anything. I immediately wished I could have taken it back, he said. Coach Reed actually came up to me after that and didn't even have harsh words for me. I was ready to get a a bleeping bleep chewing and for him to just tell me to bleep be better. And he just let me know, hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. You don't want things to come off. And it just made me, you know, fired up to get a bleeping victory for him. He's right. Cameras all over the place. It looked terrible. You can't do that. You can't do it. It's a bad look. I saw some gross overreactions on the Internet, like Taylor Swift has got to get away from him. He doesn't know how to control himself. Like, what? New to Cowboys defensive coordinator Mike Zimmer said he's not trying to invent the wheel. This is an interesting hire. I actually kind of like this hire uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see what Zimmer can cook down there. Falcons offensive coordinator Zach Robinson says all quarterback options are on the table. Is it going to be Heineke? Is it going to be Desmond Ritter? Is it going to be somebody else? Hmm. 49ers have fired their D coordinator, Steve Wilkes, after one season. That's interesting, to say the least. And, of course, yesterday, the biggest news of the day, at the Kansas City Championship Parade, a mass shooting broke out in which 22 individuals were shot. One has passed away. We'll step aside. More X's and bros after this. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Two big stories this week in the world of college hoops, one of which is Indiana State. The Sycamores came into the week ranked 23rd in the nation. And the significance? This is the first time since Indiana State has been ranked in the top 25 since 1979. And you know who's on that squad? You guessed it right, Larry Legend, Larry Bird. They were 22-3 entering this week. And good for the mid-major doing major things out of the Missouri Valley. In other news, the Ohio State Buckeyes have fired their head coach Chris Holtman as of yesterday. $14 million and four years remaining on his contract through the 2027-28 campaign. The Buckeyes lost for the ninth time in 11 games on Tuesday and haven't won a road game since January 1st of 2023. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here. AB's doing a heck of a job, and I'm ready to drop some huge opinions about what he's talking about later today at 3 on the Michigan Sports Network. You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest of Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. 
We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you. You know, there's a guy um, I need to talk to a significant other of an arena announcer. Like, do they talk like that at home? Is it odd to hear your spouse talk like that? And uh, Buck Gino Third said, uh, PA announcers and arena hosts do not talk like that 24-7. He said, I sound different on a PA mic than I do on the phone. It's a performance voice, right? And then he tweeted at me. I would say, like, I think news anchors have the... Uh, have the switch flip you know the uh what is what is her name her and her husband do he asks her random questions around the house and he's like how do you say that you know i'm on uh vacation don't call me in your anchor voice and then she'll like flip it on and the time is 457 you know what i'm saying and she goes into the like the whole like new I, I think news anchors have it more you know i think that uh enunciating Enunciating is probably the biggest change. That's it. I mean, this is just my normal normal speaking voice here. I think really just the focus is on uh, whatever the words are in the script, and then whatever uh, you're trying to convey to your to the audience, uh, you just you just try to enunciate it. Here, I talk a little bit more more casually, right? Because it's it's radio. I would talk to you like I would talk on the phone, uh, but outside of that, like yeah, in the in the arena or in that realm. Uh, you're very much focused on you know making sure you're getting names right and the script is you know because I've gotten complaints before that you know at certain spots in Chrysler Center the the sound quality isn't that great so then I just put like more more emphasis on trying to enunciate unless the visitors doing something then the hell with those guys uh, it only took ten years waiting to get these games they've had some on the schedule that long WMW two on YouTube. Yeah, it has it has taken a while uh to get the college scheduling and and I saw the a friend of mine tweet now about how Tony Petiti's commentary is actually bad for UT and uh as in the University of Toledo and the little I don't think it's bad for the Mac. Because what needs to happen is what should have been happening all along is that and even with the expansion of these conferences, what I believe will happen is there will be a little bit more expansion and then we'll break into divisions. And we will eventually, at some point, come to the conclusion that the next level of college football will break off and then they will do it a little bit more regionally and so on and so forth. Uh, That is going to be a difficult conversation and I don't know exactly how they're going to do that without a uh, you know serious uproar. Because what do you do like with a school like Rutgers or a school like Maryland in college football? And we know things can be different, but you know if you separate football from the rest of the athletic department and let it operate on its own with its own commissioner overseeing things, then uh, we might be able to do this. But I, I do see a time where you know we're, we're going with this conference realignment, and it's massive, and it's you know spanning the entire nation. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, maybe we go more towards a divisional setup like the NFL has. But but if you thought about it in, in Big Ten terms only, like what would be your divisions? You know what I mean? Like what are your divisions? You're going to have Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State all in the same division? Rutgers, Maryland, Penn State in the same division. Indiana, Purdue, Northwestern. Like the the divisions will be so lopsided 
And that's where we need to have the the honest discussion. And it's going to hurt some feelings, but the honest discussion of who, if, if college football can break away and become its own and operate this thing the way that it, it, it's, it should be operated, I don't see a world where we have more than 40 teams in a league. Like, I, I just, I just, I don't know how that would function. Or if they wanted to go to 48 and, and remain on the 12 game schedule, then. You know, that's that's what you have. You have four divisions or four conferences of twelve. Like I I don't know how it's gonna break off. And this is this is years down the road. This is probably when I'm when I'm an old man. For now, we'll deal with this dysfunctional debacle that has been created by the NCAA for not having a plan in place on how to evolve with the times. Because let's face it. Does Indiana football belong in the same conference as Michigan or, or Ohio State? Be honest about it. Yeah, Nebraska's a legacy program. They're four and eight last year. You know, Northwestern had a great year. We can all agree on that. They were eight and five. Wisconsin had a down year. They were seven and six. Illinois was five and seven. Should have been four and eight. It should have been Toledo's win. You know, Indiana was three and nine, won one conference game. And, and Indiana's a team that will, they'll peak every few years and then they'll disappear for a decade. You know, I just, it, it's going to be a very, that's going to be a really hard conversation to have because not everybody gets in. And that's, that's just the way that it is. And if you have a question or you'd like to challenge the idea that, Maybe football should be separate. What is Vanderbilt's SEC record in the last 20 years? They were 0-8 last year. Like, what are they doing in there? Honestly, what are they doing in there? Missouri had a great year. 6-2 in the conference, 11-2 overall. What won that game against Ohio State at the end of the year? Much different Ohio State team. And that's the other thing. So you might think that, okay, the expanded college football playoff is going to harm the quality of the games because the biggest question we have is Michigan-Ohio State at the end of the year, if we're not going to do divisions, and then Michigan-Ohio State again in the conference championship game, and then Michigan-Ohio State again at some point in the playoff. Like, that would be terrible. But it's not outside the realm of possibility in the NFL now, is it? It's very, very, very easy. You have your two divisional games. Detroit, Minnesota, for example, or Detroit and Green Bay. What if Detroit and Green Bay would have met up in the playoffs? It would have been their third time playing each other. It happens. That's the way that it is. So, okay, I guess. You know, and and then, you know, do you take... It's still a head-to-head matchup, so it still goes down to the record books. You could go 3-0 and against your rival in the same season. Can you imagine that? Boy, the first time that happens, that is going to cause quite the uproar. Quite the uproar amongst the fan bases. Those people are going to lose their minds. You go 3-0 and against your rival in the same season? That'll be, that'll be nuts. But it can happen in the NFL, so hypothetically it could happen here in college football. And people said the expanded college playoff does nothing but water down the product. I have been so against that. Since the minute I heard first heard that. 
and I'm against it for a multitude of reasons. And the the main reason is this. Well, you know, college football, you got to be undefeated. You got to be undefeated and do what? What do you have to do? You have to win every game? Like That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Undefeated national championship. That's great. Michigan just did it, 15-0. Losing a game in October should not damn your entire season. But then again, we had an undefeated conference champion in Florida State that got what? If anything, this keeps more teams in the hunt later on in the season vying for one of those at-large bids to the tournament. And I think that's a win for college football. The other thing it does is when when these conferences start adding more and more teams that are of quality and of substance, like Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC, like uh, you know Washington and Oregon and USC going to the Big Ten, what that does is add more quality conference games. We just now, now that we have some of this established, we need a scheduling model that works across the board for all of the major players so that we're all on the same page, all playing the same number of conference games. That's a good idea. We'll step aside. More X's and bros after this Michigan Sports Network. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on fresh from Meyer family pack chicken drumsticks for 99 cents per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M Perks when I shop in store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So, how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Miss any of today's show? Find our podcast and listen on demand on Google, Apple, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you to join the program 
at any time. You text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. Give us a dial on the Meyer Supercenter guest line. 866-838-4843-866-838-4843-866-838 huge is the number all right so um the detroit pistons uh, hit the all-star break at 8 and 46 on the year um they're probably not going to have the worst record in nba history which is good let's not set a mark for uh, futility <laughs> So what they have left now is 28 games remaining to, as James Edwards wrote, salvage the season from hell. Uh, I like that. That's, That's good. Now we have to see what works out with basically an entirely new roster in a very, very short amount of time. That's going to be the biggest key now for this group uh, moving forward, and by this group, I mean the management staff here. They got to figure out a way to come up with something here that is going to resemble a plan for the 24-25 season. And to be honest with you, you know, you acquired Simone Fontecchio and Quentin Grimes for a second-round pick this season that will likely be an up being 31, 32, or 33 in the draft. And I don't necessarily know, you know, there was really no space at this point for Boyan Bogdanovich or for Alec Burks. So I'm not against that. I'm not against the second round pick. too. I personally think the second round picks are overrated. I think those are package deals. Every once in a while, you get a great player out of the second round that goes on to have a really long career. Uh, every once in a while, you get a great player out of the second rounder that becomes a Hall of Famer. But that's really where we're at. And I think that a really good first impression for Fontecchio, he could shoot, he could rebound, he's athletic, we get what we got out of bogey, he's cheaper, all those things are good. The second part is, Monty Williams has got to figure out what his rotation is. We've talked about this at length, right? Rotational guys versus reserves. And then what happens with Jaden Ivey and his increased playing time now that Killian Hayes is officially out of the way and Cade Cunningham and we have the last month and a half of these two Figuring it out a little bit. And when Jaden Ivey is shooting the ball as well as he has been shooting prior to last night, things are going to be easy. Right? Since January 15th going into last night's game, Jaden Ivey was shooting 45% from three while attempting more than five a game. That's not gonna that's not gonna be the you know the consistent thing here. But what's key is how they work together. And if anybody believes that right off the rip that they can't like is that that's preposterous because I would ask you then how did Rip Hamilton and Chauncey get along? How did Joe D and Isaiah make it work? How did Steph Curry and Clay Thompson win all those titles? Right? You have to have a good backcourt pairing. It's kind of been one of those things with LeBron that's always been a 
a very interesting to me. And then the, the story that Golden State was trying to make a bid for LeBron James, I think is really funny. Um, apparently, he was not interested in joining the Warriors. He couldn't do that. You couldn't go from L.A. to Golden State. Like, throw your legacy in the trash if you're going to go do that. But what I do find is interesting about LeBron James is that one is because he's so ball dominant, right, in his size and his ability, you don't want to take the ball out of his hands. But when's the last time he's had a really elite backcourt? Like they always kind of viewed him as like this point forward, where is he going to handle the ball? Is he not going to handle the ball? Like when you have a really good tandem in the backcourt, it makes life easier for everybody else. For everybody else. And one of the things that Cade Cunningham absolutely has to do post All-Star break and from this point henceforth for the remainder of his days, he needs to stop turning the ball over. Like, that's it. Like, cut down on the turnovers and everything else should be able to work out. Hypothetically. He's been a little bit better of late. He was slightly above three turnovers per game in January. So far through February, he's about two and a half turnovers per game, so that's down. And then you have Jaden Ivey, who is over three turnovers a game. You know, his usage is going up, which is great, but he's got to he's got to bring that down. He's got to bring that down. So if they can combined continue to work off of each other, Jaden Ivey has that incredible explosive athletic ability that is just God-given at that point. And Cade, the way that he can manufacture offense, I think those two, like, I don't think one of them has to go. And I know that that was kind of a a little bit of a storyline. I have pointed out on multiple occasions, on multiple programs, by the way, that, you know, this team has won some games without him in the lineup. They've lost some games with him in the lineup. Just throwing that out there. But we're also talking about a guy who this month has been relatively quiet. His highest scoring output was 23 points in 39 minutes against Portland. But in the month of February, or pardon me, in the month of January, had a couple of 30-point games. And then in the month of December, that's when he really exploded. He had those games of 43, 28, 22, 41, 31, 30 and averaging less than three turnovers a game. So if he can keep that down, and last night he turns the ball over five times, like what are you going to do? Like I don't care if you score 13 points. If you turn over five times, that's a disaster. He's had two games so far this month, four turnovers against the Clippers, earlier on at home on February 2nd, and then five turnovers last night against the Phoenix Suns. That number's got to come down, especially when you have the... You know, when you have a team that is getting killed the way that they are throughout the course of the season, you got to find a better way to take care of the ball. So, Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey barely played together at all last season due to Cade only playing 12 games for injury. So, these two definitely need to make it work, right? They, they have to make it work. I think that they can. I think that the lineup that Monty has rolled out there to start games is the lineup that I've been asking for all season. I don't know why it's taken this long. It's really bothering me uh, that it has taken this long to figure this out because Devin Booker gets booted. Booker gets the boot in the first quarter. 
You should win that game. You should win that game. Because they don't have Bradley Beal either. So they got Kevin Durant, Eric Gordon, Yusuf Nurkic. Like, really, what's the problem here? What's the issue? How in the world is it that Kevin Durant scores 25, nobody scores more than 15, and you guys lost? Like, how? You know, Saban Lee, there's a name for you, the former Detroit Piston, had 16 points in the game off the bench. Like, Devin Booker gets booted. And in your mind, if you are Monty Williams, you're going for the win. Like, you should be going for the win every game, but you know what I mean. Like, hey, he's getting booted. Let me call a timeout real quick. Let's bring the guys in here. They got one great player on the floor right now. That's it. That's all they can offer. And he's not going to play all 48 minutes. Like, you can go win this game. You break them early. Break them early. And the game is ours. They'll bench Kevin Durant, and we can win this thing. Nope. Instead, you're down 37-25 to in the first quarter. And then you get... Even worse in the second quarter, they double you up 33-16. to 16. Like that, and then you empty the bench and have everybody else. Like, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that at all. Like, why, why are we doing that? Mike Muscala, by the way, in 15 minutes was plus 25. How was Mike Muscala plus 25? Asar Thompson was a zero, and everybody else was a minus. Like, how does that work at the plus minus? Malachi Flynn was your only other, was your only other plus. He was a plus eight. Like, how, how, does that, how does that happen? Come on, guys. So for me, this is Fontecchio, Asar, Jalen, Jaden, and Cade all playing 35 minutes or more. Like, they have to. They have to. I know Cade had five turnovers, but why did Jaden Ivey play 15 minutes in a game where Devin Booker's not on the floor? I don't care if he has three fouls. Get him on the court. You know, he gave such a long leash to everybody except for this guy. It just, it, to me, it's, it's preposterous. I would have had those guys out there. I would have tightened things up. The rotation has got to tighten up because that's a winnable game. That's a winnable game. And you blew it. And so for me, second half of the season, it's not all for naught. Like it, it could still be encouraging, it could still be somewhat exciting, but they hit the break and they'll be back in action on the 22nd. So they get themselves a seven-day break with the All-Star festivities. We do have NBA games tonight. This will be the last before the uh, All-Star festivities tomorrow. Your three games tonight, a nationally broadcast game, 8.30 Milwaukee at Memphis, 9 o'clock Golden State at Utah, 10 o'clock Minnesota at Portland. Interesting, they got Golden State on a back-to-back going into the All-Star weekend. That doesn't make a lot of sense considering you know Steph Curry's going to be an All-Star. But I don't know who's in charge of the scheduling over there. Now, On to the NHL side of things. They're off of their all-star break. The Red Wings had that really, really bad bad loss against Edmonton. (sighs) What are we going to do? What are we going to do? They dropped the game 8-4. to And Connor McDavid goes crazy. Has 800 assists in the game. Like... Six assists, not 800, but you get my point. Uh, Billy Huso has, uh, had, gets a start, plays eight minutes. Alex Lyon comes in and helps him out for the other 51 minutes because, you know, Huso goes down with an injury. That's not great. 
And Alex Lyon, who has been great, had a really, really bad night. Probably wasn't expecting it, wasn't geared up. Like, that's a good learning lesson. Like, hey, even if you're not playing, you could be called upon at any time. And when it's an injury, it's not like the game was getting out of hand early. So you knew, like, okay, I'm going to, like, I can start to get psyched up. It's like, no, he's down. Put your helmet on. Go out there. That's a really tough ask for a goaltender. A really tough ask. And this is a really tough stretch of games here. You know, the Wings who are 3-1-1 one one in their last five. They have that blowout loss Tuesday night against Edmonton. Tonight they play on the road at Vancouver. They just beat them 4-3 to three in overtime. A very pivotal two points that they picked up at home less than a week before. Now they got to go to Vancouver. Big game tonight, 10 o'clock puck drop. Then on Saturday at 4 o'clock, They'll be on the road in Calgary, so not too far of a, of a trip there, to take on the Flames, and then they see Seattle on Monday travel back, and they'll play a couple at home before going to Chicago. But this stretch right here, Vancouver, Calgary, Seattle, Edmonton, that is a grueling stretch of games for this team. And we're going to learn a lot about them, because this, like, this is where you need to compete. And if you want to take it back even further... And go back to that first Vancouver game. Vancouver with 78 points right now is the NHL's number one team at 36, 12, and 6. 78 points. Best team in the league. They beat them 4 to 3. They take on Edmonton. They have a really tough time against Edmonton, who is third right now in the Pacific, trailing Vancouver and the Vegas Golden Knights. Edmonton is 31, 17, and 1 for 63 points. They obviously lose 8 to 4. Vancouver again. As we mentioned, number one team in the league. Calgary is a team with 55 points. For reference, your Detroit Red Wings have 60 points on the season. Seattle has 54 points. That ain't easy. And then Colorado, which is the number two team in the Central, they are a 70-point club right now. At 33-17-4 on the year, trailing the Dallas Stars by two points in the Central Division. A 70-point club, they have 10 more points than the Wings. Then they return home for St. Louis in the Blues, a 58-point club. So really, when you look at it, this is a team that in Detroit that is taking on teams that are either A, right in their wheelhouse, or B, better than them in the standings. They got to take advantage of that. Like now is, now is the time. They'll get a little bit of a quote-unquote reprieve, if you will, when they see the Chicago Blackhawks, who have been... You know, 31 points on the year in the Central Division at the bottom. They're a mess. The Washington Capitals have not been great, but they're still a 54-point club. The New York Islanders then, a 57-point club. And then the Florida Panthers, which is in your own division and is a very, very pivotal game. So this is a very difficult stretch here for the Detroit Red Wings. And you know, not, a lot of, not a lot of time to make it shake. Right? You got what? 30 games left? That's, uh, it is, but it's exciting, right? This is, this is what we want. This is what we want right here. We want a competitive hockey team that is going to go out there and give us something good to watch as the Pistons were watching just to see if there's improvement. That, that's a tough ask right now. But with that last loss, it's 60 points right now. The Red Wings only own a two-point advantage over the New Jersey Devils for the second wild card spot in the East. They're two points behind Toronto that has the number one wild card. 
three points behind Tampa Bay that would get in as the third best record in the division. So it's Tampa Bay, Toronto, then Detroit, all in the Atlantic, all within three points of each other. This could be a dogfight coming down the stretch. Now, I can't guarantee you that I'm going to be able to stay awake to watch this thing tonight. It's a, it's a really tough ask, 10 o'clock on a Thursday. Feels like the old days when we'd see like San Jose in the postseason. But uh, GB Ritz on the horn right now wants to talk Red Wings. Uh, GB, I didn't see it. I was looking at a different screen, so you got about 20 seconds. What's going on, my friend? 20 seconds? I've been listening to you ramble all for 15 minutes that, that I won't get back. Jesus about basketball, for God's sakes. Anyway, uh, I, it's going to be a tough game because Vancouver's butthurt from the other night when when uh, 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 Wallman did his selly after the overtime goal. They, uh, Twitter world was all up in arms uh, from Vancouver and Ottawa and everybody uh, about that. But uh, it's, it should be, uh, you know, Edmonton's game, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you just never know when McDo- uh, McDavid's going to jump out and start doing what he what he did. Uh, so if if that was the game to lose, that was that was you know if there was a game to lose, that was it. But before you uh, send me on my way, I wanted to mention a Super Bowl commercial that I thought was great, just from the fact of seeing him back on the screen after his accident was the one that Jeremy Renner was in, and. Uh, I don't know what he advertised, but he was in this commercial, and he actually did a lot of, I don't know how they did it, but, uh, but he did a lot of quick moves and jumping around. And, and There we go. Our best Super Bowl just... commercial is Jeremy Renner, GB. Next time, call in earlier. Bye, I'll see you later, my friend. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Save big on fuel with them perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spa. Three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests who come into Urban U. And if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now, these services are done in multiple sessions and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break vacations and even the summer find out more at theurbanu.com that is theurbanu.com the prepping season is underway and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip that spring break or the summer find out more at theurbanu.com 
Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Escape the chills and chase thrills this February with a winter escape giveaway. Every Saturday, play for the chance to win a share of $128,000 in premium play and prizes from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky Access Club members will escape the winter blues with a $10,000 travel voucher. It's the winter escape giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here. AB's doing a heck of a job, and I'm ready to drop some huge opinions about what he's talking about later today at 3 on the Michigan Sports Network.